Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88, Dean Radio, and Fans Only Sports Network. I am Adam Wright along with Justin Tucker and Justin Hill. Well, Justin likes to go by his his little nickname, Big Justin. He likes to go by his OnlyFans username. But we have a lot <laughs> planned for you tonight. You like that? I don't. I don't. Uh. Now, now you can't use it anymore. We'll talk uh, about see. Kyler Murray's agent uh, asking for an extension. We'll address some news about the Patriots and their top cornerback, J.C. Jackson. We'll get to the NFL Combine. But first, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers and his decision coming soon. So Aaron Rodgers' decision on his basically his whole future for his remaining years in the NFL uh, is supposedly supposed to come like relatively soon. Uh, Packers GM R- Brian Gutekunst. Uh, we were we were we were struggling on his pr- pronunciation. Is it Gutekunst? Gutekunst. It's something like that. He said he anticipates Rodgers will make his decision by the beginning of the new year, uh, new league year. Um, so, guys, what do you guys believe Aaron Rodgers should be doing for the 2022 season? First off, I want. It- uh, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I think he should fully evaluate the situations at hand, fully evaluate the Green Bay Packers as a whole, and fully evaluate the options of the Green Bay Packers. But still, if he wants out, they are more than willing to let him go. However, if I'm the Packers, I'm still going to try to keep him there, even though we might lose a few pieces. I can argue that they can still be a playoff caliber team. And once you're in the playoffs, we don't know anything can happen. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm looking for other potential candidates with possibly more talent on the roster and more potential to actually make it towards the Super Bowl than the Green Bay Packers. If I'm Aaron, I probably feel like it's run. Uh, the, I've run my course with the Packers, and I'm probably looking for a fresh start somewhere else. If you're, I definitely agree with you, Justin. But if you're Aaron Rodgers, you've played for this franchise for most of your career. And especially for the last 10 years, you have also lost four NFC championship games, including playoff games, in the first round. However, with Gordon Rogers' career, I think it's up to him. But at the same time, it could also be in the Packers' hands. Just a report earlier, like four hours ago, because I saw the Packers have not even gotten any like trade talk or like any any type of way. But at the same time, I'm seeing Rodgers looking for, like, $50 million, I think it is. But at the same time, if you're Rodgers, like, just go somewhere else to get that money. Go to Denver. You're going to get that money in Denver. Denver is, like, wanting a quarterback right now. And, like, with Green Bay, you look at this team. They Like, I understand they really want to keep him at the same time. They, they should just let him walk. Like, everyone knows he's going to leave. It's just a genuine fact at this point. So from the surface, you might think that the Packers are good, are still a good situation for Aaron Rodgers, given the roster they have. The defense has been good for the past few years. They he has good pieces to throw to. Here's the issue: if you're Aaron Rodgers, you are actually thinking that the best decision is actually for him to leave for the future. If he's looking to get a, if he's looking to get a ring, think about it this way: in the past two, three years. The, it's been a very good situation for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. It has. But the problem is um, it's only going to get worse from here. Why? Because they, they're in cap hell right now. I believe they're, what, at like 28 above the, above the cap, 28 mil above the cap. That is horrendous. And even with them clearing 14 mil, they're still way below. So if, if they're looking, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you got to go somewhere. You got to look at – uh, maybe Pittsburgh. You could look at Denver. Denver has been a popular choice. You could look at the Miami Dolphins. You could look at one of those teams and you say, well, you know, this team is only going to get worse. It's only they, – they haven't been able to win a Super Bowl and it's only going to go downhill from here. And now, with Aaron Rodgers in the picture, they might make the playoffs, but they're not going to a Super Bowl. They haven't been able to do that with the roster they have. Devontae Adams might leave. There, uh, Ju- Justin, you and I have been talking off camera a little bit. You don't even think Zadarius Smith is going to be on the team, who is one no, of their be- one of their. Hit. What's that? He's a casualty hit. He's not going to be on the team. Exactly. So they they really just don't have 
they're not going to have the pieces. The defense, which has been, which has been okay, it's going to only get worse. And I, I fear that if Aaron Rodgers stays, he's not going to get a ring for the rest of his career. So with the so with the team choices, I definitely agree on those, Adam. However, with the salary cap situation, which you're mentioning, such as you're saying that they're over like 17 to 14 mil. First of all, I don't believe in the salary cap. I've said this in numerous podcasts. Hate to break it to you. It's up to the owners that they're willing to pay the money. However, we've seen teams like the Saints, they've been over like the cap for years and this and that, and they've been able to get a couple names. But at the same time with Rodgers, if Rodgers does stay, he has to think like, what about Devontae Adams? That's like his main target. If he stays, like, isn't Devontae going to get paid? Like, 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 there's so many things going on, but focusing on Rodgers, he has to go. Like, this is like, how can I say it? You see how, like, Brett Favre, he did so much for the Packers, but he wasn't able to take them to another Super Bowl. That's the, thing, that's the same thing for Aaron Rodgers. And this is the reason why I call it the the um, the um Brett Favre curse. Because every single time with Aaron Rodgers, you get, you get so close to making it to the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, you don't make it. You either lose in the in a divisional game or an NFC championship game. But for but for the for Green Bay and for Rodgers at this point, he should just take that money somewhere else. If if he needs to go to a team that's gonna pay him and also like get him whatever he wants. Like we've seen like for example Tom Brady going to Tampa taking pay cuts for years and all of a sudden he 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 says you know what I'm gonna go to Tampa do this whole thing I'm going to have targets. That's what something that Aaron Rodgers needs to do. Get get your money and have whatever you need there for you. He needs to hop on over to Denver or Pittsburgh and go in and go in, you know, make a name for himself. Especially um that uh that league might that uh the AFC might be competitive as far as the quarterbacks go, but as far as the teams go, it's really not it's it's pretty open. You know, they, who do, who do the, there's the chiefs and past that there's a bunch, there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of ifs, you know, all those, every team in you know, like the, the top seed was led by Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. And, and their best player was Derek Henry, which great player. Derek Henry's a great player, but I mean, Derek Henry, he's a running back teams that are led by running backs. Don't do that well. There definitely is, but at the same time, for Rod- another thing before you, you go, Justin, like another thing for Rodgers, he needs to think about is he willing to stay in this division? He's in the easiest division, okay? Aaron Rodgers is in the easy division regarding with Green Bay, okay? But if he goes to the Broncos division where they are, you're going to have to deal with the Chargers and the Chiefs, like what you said before, Adam, but that's the thing I have to just get off my head. Yeah, but you go to that, you go to that team – doesn't matter what division you're on, you're in. That defense is great for de- for Denver, and it's only getting better. It's great, young. They have a lot of pieces on the secondary. He has plenty to throw to. You have a great running back duo that it looks like they're going to retain based on reports with um, Melvin Gordon possibly um, possibly coming back. You know, everywhere you look on that Broncos team, it just looks like a fertile place for. Aaron Rodgers to flourish where Aaron Ro- where he really wasn't able to play to his full potential with with Green Bay. As far as where I believe Aaron Rodgers should go to the Broncos, I believe that's the best chance. But Hello? Yeah, I'm listening. We can hear you. All right. I uh, I just it just clocked out for me a little bit. Uh Wi-Fi malfunctions. But anyway, I believe his best chance is to go to Denver because of the wide receiver, the wide receiver core there, plus the running game. And I believe they have an underrated defense. As far as the the NFC North, it is easy, but I believe the easiest division in the league by far is the AFC South with um whatchamacallit, the Titans, the Colts, and then the Jags and the Texans. That's the easiest division in the league, in my opinion. That's how the Titans were able to get the first seed. If let he me was somehow, yeah. Let me ask you this though: If Aaron Rodgers does go to Denver, do you see Devontae Adams walking if the Packers let him? Yeah, uh, if he's not, if he doesn't go back to Green Bay, I believe Devontae Adams is leaving. Do you think they're going to to be a package deal? Like, do you think Devontae Adams goes and he joins? Um, 
and he joins wherever Aaron Rodgers goes. Like, for example, Denver, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. No, I don't see it like that. Because if he went to Denver, they already have the wide receivers necessarily there for him to succeed. So I don't see it'd be nice for him to go to Denver. It just add more firepower to that offense. But I don't see how it work cap wise. All right. Uh, well, I'm not sure. I think I think he needs to leave. And uh, Devontae Adams is a different story. He could stay. He could go. He could go somewhere else. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, anyways, coming up next, we are going to talk about how Kyler Murray's agent has made things a little dicey between Kyler Murray and the, uh, between Kyler Murray and the organization. We'll talk about that next. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker, C- uh, sorry, not CJ, uh, uh, Justin Hill. And so we're, mo- so we're moving on to Kyler Murray, whose agent released a statement basically saying that he wants to be given a statement. Um, and Larry Fitzgerald's father actually also chimed in. He said, he, and I quote, he's spoiled brings his Oklahoma offense to the NFL team, has to catch up, great talent. He's never been humbled. Keep working. So, guys, um, what do you got? What do you make of this situation between Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals? I think with Kyler Murray, he's a complete wimp. Strong word I'm saying at the same time he's a wimp, and I call him the wimp. Because he is a wimp, because a wimp in particular, he's going into his what fourth season, and mm-hmm. like, why are you why are you complaining? Like, you have everything you needed last last season. You had it, DeAndre Hop- DeAndre Hopkins. You you have all this talent surrounding near you. Okay, the great ones lose lose the big games. It's only one game. It's not like you lost in the Super Bowl. Just, just, just like rephrase your season and just commend yourself that in the first couple of games of the year you're the best team, and you wound up getting too comfortable, and you wound up being the wild card game. But for this thing here, this 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 offseason with him complaining after a week after the Super Bowl, it's just it's just ridiculous of this guy. He's just a wimp. Like here it is, he, he was able to he was he was really lucky. He was able to choose either the MLB or the NFL. Huh. What would you rather choose right now, the NFL or the MLB? Because the MLB is another different story. But regardless of the NFL, I would definitely choose the NFL because you're going to be – you're playing with the best of the best. Yes, your money in the NFL, you don't you don't get a lot of insurance how, like, the MLB does. But at the same time, you're playing with the best of the best. And to live your child dream playing the NFL and, like, you're complaining, you're just a selfish wimp at this point with this guy. I'm tired of hearing about this guy, literally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk. He's a wimp. I'm sorry, he's a wimp. <laughs> big Justin. All right. All right. Well, apparently Kyler Murray's a big wimp. All right. All right. Let me, on a serious note, uh, I think the situation has gotten a little out of hand in Arizona. I believe that at a certain point in time, both sides have to like sit down and talk with each other and says, this is getting out of hand. Let's be like grown adults here. Let's not act like kids and start slinging mud at each other. And let's, you know, talk this through. And Kyler says he wants to be there. The Arizona Cardinals say they want him to be the franchise guy. 
I just think this is just a misunderstanding between the two and that this can just be settled by them talking this out and then just agreeing to let this end in the past. I know Kyler Murray is going to want to reevaluate his contract situation, and it might have something to do with that. But Kyler Murray still has like two years left on his contract because he's now entering his fourth year. So it's just a matter of will he get a contract extension or will or are they just going to wait and see like so many other quarterbacks? I feel like this season is like a prove it year for Kyler Murray because even though he's had phenomenal back-to-back seasons, Pro Bowl caliber seasons, he hasn't had much playoff success. So I think it's a matter of if he starts to show that playoff success, like he's shown regular season success, I think then he'll start to see the contract that he desires. All right. So when you look at this situation, I think it's all been blown out of proportion. And I think this is all going to de-escalate very soon. If you're a Cardinals fan and worried about uh, about Kyler Murray's future with this team, I think you're overreacting. However, if you were to look at this and say, well, could this could this lead to Kyler asking to leave the team maybe down the road, maybe in 2028 or 2030? That's possible because I think this could, this could, this, I mean, if you're having issues this early on in your career with a team, then, you know, I wonder if things will escalate down the road, but for now, I don't think there's any issues. And, you know, this is something where it's something to monitor down uh, for, you know, later on in his career. Here's what's going to happen. Things are going to settle down. They're going to pay Kyler Murray because as, as much as we haven't been happy with, haven't been as happy as we could be with Kyler Murray's play. He's been good enough to get an extension, and he's going to get it. And then once his extension is up, there's going to be plenty of rumors of him wanting to leave, and then he will leave, and that's that's going to be that. And that's probably what's going to happen. This is something that we look at if you're a fan in, you know, later later on down the road, later in Kyler Murray's career. But for now, there's really nothing to worry about. Regarding with the wimp, he's the type of person that to set out until he gets his, his money. Just like a couple of years ago with Ezekiel Elliott, when he sat out of training camp until Jerry Jones paid him, which he wound up getting his money. But regarding with the wimp, I think with him, yes, he's going to get his money. But maybe down the line, we just said around 2030 or sometime, he will he will call for a trade. That's what wimps do. They cry and all. But, 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 but with him... He's a he's a great quarterback. I can't complain. He went up against a, a Rams defense that was better than that was better than him. And at the same time, you got a lot of a lot of things to improve. You're almost there, but I think the regarding with the wimp, he needs to stop wimping around. Stop <laughs> wimping around. That's a that's a good quote to take from Jay Hill. Just stop crying, man. Around. Just play the game. It's all about stop, the game. Stop man. wimping around and play football. Take some hits. Jay Hill 2022. I don't think Jay he's being a wimp. I, I don't think it's a wimp. I've thing. seen what I've seen looks like he's being a wimp, like crying and all, like talking like, oh, this thing going on. Like, come on, man. It's it's a man's league. Just stop. You'll get what you'll, lot, you'll, you'll get what you'll get. A lot of players have issues with contracts. He's not oh, it's no not question. like Kyler Murray's the first one who's done that. No question. No question. We've seen Le'Veon Bell. We've seen Ezekiel Elliott do this. Well, they had their very exact, they had their reason because the running back, running backs don't get paid. A lot like until now, but like with the wimp, he will get paid. But down the line, what you said, Adam, he will call for a trade. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's going to call for a trade in the foreseeable future. That's just what I'm going to. I'm going to put that out here there right now. It's gonna. Yeah. This is an issue that's going that we're going to look at like later on down the road. It's going to de-escalate, and he's going to play. He could win an MVP in the next couple of years. Who knows? But he. But I think this is something that's that we can look at later down the road. And for now, we can just we can say that everything's going to be fine. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I think he's. I think he's going to be fine. I really do. At least for now. All right, guys. But coming up next. Um, we're going to talk about some some big news surrounding uh, the Patriots and their top cornerback, J.C. Jackson. You're not going to want to mi- miss this. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast.
Welcome back. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, Justin Hill. And we are going we are going over some off-season stuff and some some big news surrounding probably the top corner, well arguably the top cornerback in the market. It appears that the New England Patriots per Tom, uh, uh Patriots insider Tom E Curran uh, ex- the Patriots are expected to let to let J.C. Jackson walk in free agency, so this is big. But what do you guys think? What are your thoughts on this whole situation? Shoot you, me. If he if y'all don't want him, I'll take him. I'll take him in a heartbeat. I need that. Yes, sir. After what happened last season, I'll take any cornerback help I can get, especially in all Ravens. Football. Especially an all-pro caliber corner. I'll take that. Come on. Just come on over to Baltimore. Come on. Join the team. I'll we have we got a jersey just waiting for you, JC Jackson. But in all seriousness, if I'm Bill Belichick and I'm the Patriots organization, I can't afford to let this guy walk. Who do you guys else have in the secondary that's as good as JC Jackson is? I don't think y'all have anybody as good as him. Y'all may be be able to scheme around it, but sooner or later your secondary might get exposed when you have to go up against a team like the Bills when you have to face them twice a year. So I think that's going to be a problem in the long run, especially if you get around playoffs. I mean, you have to face another team like the Bengals who have three wide receivers that could go over a 1,000 yards. So if I'm the Patriots, I'm trying to lock down J.C. Jackson for the long term. I would definitely too, Justin, because with J.C. Jackson, he's a phenomenal corner. I know the Patriots, they're all about defense. They're all about do your job. I know Adam knows that metal, what the what Bill Belichick's all about, do your job. But at the same time, they can't afford to lose this guy. They just lost Stephon Gilmore due to a trade during the offseason to the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers, well, at the end of the day, the trade, it was good at the same time because you wound up getting some picks at that time. But at the same time, a guy like J.C. Jackson is only 26 years old. Like, that's, that's a young fellow right there, man. Like, that's a guy – Definitely on your team. He definitely came up in the organization as I have looked up for this podcast. But at the same time, you you can't lose a defender like that. And especially it will be it'll look really dope for him to be in a Ravens uniform playing around Lamar Jackson, Marcus Peters, and the whole defensive. But at the same time, he's I think he's gonna remain a patriot. I think Bill Belichick and the rest of the crew regarding the organization, they'll they'll figure out a way how to pay this man because it's the Patriots at the end of the day. They know how to do their job. So this, I, I, I've never, you, if you guys have listened to my thoughts on JC Jackson, I've never been the biggest JC Jackson fan. I like him, but I've always been like, well, he's not a true, I never thought he was, I thought he was a serviceable number one corner. Which is why I, never I don't thought he was. A, I never thought he was among the elite in the league on, in cornerbacks. And he was always second fiddle to to Stephon Gilmore, who they allowed to walk, by the way, mm-hmm. for to 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 you know clear the stage for J.C. Jackson. And now they're going to let him walk. What are you like? I I, I never but at least you know at least J.C. Jackson provided some stability for the team. Now mm-hmm. now what are they going to do? So they had they already had some needs on, uh, going into this offseason with. You know, at wide receiver, they needed a they needed a top receiver. Now their cor- their defensive backs, um, past safety, their corners, their cornerback, uh, their cornerback core is just absolutely smells right now. And we're going to say, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do with it with this roster? They're going to have to go into the draft and find somebody there, and they're also going to have to find a way to get a number one receiver. So you you have those two issues to add on to the list, and you're not exactly up there in cap space. You're what? You're they're twenty first in cap space with about seven mil, which is below league average, by the way. So you have to you have seven mil this off this off season to address two needs, which is which are very hard needs to replace, especially be, being Bill Belichick, who has had some issues drafting wide receivers and defensive backs. That's all. I'm a little worried about this team, and I'm a little worried about what Bill is thinking, let it, allowing his top two corners from the past few years go. 
I'd, I'd be worried too if I was a Patriots fan. I've been, I've told you for two years now. Me and CJ have told you for at least a year now that CJ, uh, that JC Jackson was a number one caliber corner. You didn't want to believe it. Now that he's walking, we're about to see how good he actually is. Because when you guys get exposed, don't don't say I didn't warn you. Don't say doesn't I, mean I want to say gone. I didn't warn you about JC Jackson about how much of a stud he is. I, I've been I, still, I don't. You. I don't think he's worth the money that he wants. I'm sorry, but. You, you, you I don't still think have a choice. They, I, I still would have at least franchised him and went, went and drafted a corner to add on to the list. But now they, they don't really have any transition piece. It's, there's nothing. You have to go in, into either free agency or into the draft to go and replace your guy. And that's banking. That you're, you're putting a lot of eggs in one basket by just by putting your faith in that especially with only 7 mil in cap space which is below league average it's just, it, none of it, none of it makes sense i i just don't understand it it's unfortunate but hey it's the patriot way they feel like they can do it without a number one corner we'll we'll find out about him so listen let me ask you this, Adam. if you lose him he, I know, they I will know, they I will know, lose I him know. that's that's the report yeah he's, he's expected to walk yeah, Patriots are prepared to let him walk. Is Stephon Gilmore a free agent this offseason? What's or that? Is Stephon Gilmore a free agent this offseason or no? He is. Uh, Gil- yes. Gilmore, would you consider maybe re-signing him again? He, he would be so. – he would probably – he's going to – whatever team he's going to go to, it feels like that's going to be a one-year deal. Yeah, like one of those veteran, one of those veterans contracts. It's not gonna be, it's not gonna be a cheap contract because everybody knows he can still play. Yeah. But it's he, Jay, uh, with regarding Stephon Gilmore, it's kind of a year to year thing with him. It's where you know you're you're just you're just milking the last few ounces of football he has in him, and it looks like this is one of those things where he's, you know, it's a year to year thing. He might be elite next year. And possibly the year after that, but I wouldn't give him a, a big contract. I wouldn't even pay him. I don't think either of them are worth what they're what they're going to go for on the market. To be honest, I keep telling you he's a number one caliber corner, but you don't want to listen to him. You don't want to listen to him. If you, I, I don't think he's a number one caliber corner, I just don't. Then. Okay. I'm, I'm can the Ravens? Can the Ravens? Wait, Justin. Can the Ravens definitely afford him? Right? Can you say that again? Can the Ravens afford him? Obviously. We can try to. We can make an offer to him. I think we I can, can get. I'll, I'll look at. I can look at. I haven't looked at the Baltimore Ravens. So the Ravens are above the New England Patriots in cap space, but barely. With but we're above. At, they're barely above them. So Patriot, the Patriots are 21st. The Ravens are 20th. Both are below league average. So it's not like they both have – if somebody wants a, a corner, like, like for example, let's say Cincinnati, who's in desperate need of a, of a new cornerback to replace Eli Apple. No, 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 no. They're, they're fine with Eli Apple. Come on now. They did a good job with Eli Apple. Let's, let's be realistic, though. Not – uh, not biased like a Ravens fan saying, let's keep what let's have them keep how, Eli Apple so we can keep burning. You mean like how he was burnt toast in man coverage? The man had a 22.6 uh, rating in man coverage. I, I think, I think he's going to go to the, the Bengals. I think that's, that's a clear fit for them. And any team that's high up there in cap space who wants him is going to get him. That's just the way it's going to work. Mm. And somebody's going to be stupid and pay through their face. For him, and they're going to realize that he's not really a, t- a true top corner in this league. I, I just, th- I'm, I'm just mad that they're, they're letting him go because he's better than what they have. He's better than everything else they have. To be honest, he's a serviceable number one. He's not, he's not. Let's pay him seventy mi- uh, a seventy mil contract type of guy. But, uh, anyways, we are going to move on to. The NFL Combine, which is starting soon, will give our thoughts on that. Coming next, you are listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Here's Edelman broken up, and the pass is 
You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I am here with Justin Tucker, Justin Hill. I'm Adam Wright. And we are on to the NFL Combine, which is starting this Thursday, March 3rd. Well, technically it starts today, but it's mainly just player players being asked questions and stuff in uh, GMs, coaches being asked questions. But all the physical stuff with the players that starts on Thursday, March 3rd. So guys, um, what are you, what are you guys' thoughts on the combine as a whole? What do you guys, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. So regarding with the NFL combine, um, congratulations. First of all, the people that will be going to the combine and also like competing for an NFL job, wishing good lucks and all. And uh, just have a successful one. However, with this year's combine, it's how can I say it's not like last year's like draft class when you had like you know like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, a bunch of other like known players. Well, like for this draft class, it's really like optimistic. And I say it's because like I had to like before this podcast even started, Adam and just I had to look at like some like mock drafts like who's going to be getting picked. And, like, on NFL.com, like, this guy named Ryan Wilson, he's a um, sports writer for the NFL, um, NFL.com. He had, like, the top three people he has going first is, like, Akeem Akunu. I don't know how to pronounce his name. For number two, he has Aiden Hutchinson. And then um, number three, Kyle Hamilton. And for, like, like, it's, like, I've heard of these players, but, like, at the same time, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not interested in this year's combine, but at the same time, like, whoever, like, does go, I feel like with teams, they're going to pick, like, who's the better fit at the same time regarding if they're hyping college or whatever. And, for example, like, the combine, we've seen, like, players who are hyped up in college, like Johnny Menzel, people are saying, like, oh, he's going to go number one. Do one again, pick, like, in, like, around, like, in the 20s and all, but, like, not to get off track with the – with the whole thing, just like hope is good, not to like keep going on. Well, uh, the combine. My honest opinion about the combine is, at times, it can feel like a glorified tra- track meet. At times, but the main purpose of it is to check on the skill set of the player that you're looking to draft to see where they're at, athleticism wise and mental wise, and see where they see where they are and see if how much of a fit they are for your team. For an example, if you look at the cornerback spot, you want to look at how big they are, how fast they are, how good they are in doing specific drills. That I understand. I don't understand why they ask them to do the gauntlet. They're not asked to catch the ball. They're not the wide receivers. So I don't understand why DBs have to do that. But again, to each their own. I believe the 40-yard dash is possible the best event which is why i constantly call it a glorified track meet i think everybody wants to see how fast certain people run because it's just that interesting to see and so after you see the 40 it's all about the skills of the players like the quarterbacks and the receivers and the tight ends or whatever ever so it's nice to see what you're working with at the combine and see if they have what it takes to produce at the next level the combine is what is basically an eye test to see if they can make it. I definitely agree on that, Justin. Great point. All right. So the NFL combine to me, I've, so I, I never really understood too much, you know, the point of the NFL combine can, because you can see all of the players. Um, you can see all of the players statistics and all of their, and what they can do in the, in the games. That's what the game film is for that you, that you look at. Um, but I, I w- I've been looking at this a little bit off camera, and I found this article by Bleacher Report of several players who had bad combines but who wound up to be NFL superstars. Mm-hmm. So there's a few names on this list. Zach Miller, uh, Vontez Perfect jumped out abs- uh, definitely. Anquan Bolden yep. came out there. Uh, Justin Houston. And mm-hmm. there's also Joe Hayden, who had a bad uh, combo, uh, combine. Navarro Bowman. Then f- followed by, you're going to love this, Justin, Terrell Suggs. Yep. 
and also Drew Brees. And number one on this list, you can take a wild guess on who this guy is. Uh, this guy, you might know him. He was all right. Tom Brady. Yeah, so he was decent. He, Man, he, I, Adam, if you didn't mention it, I was going to say something. But, yeah. Drew, so, like, and some of these guys, it's not like it's, like, Tom Brady, you can understand why he had a bad combine because he's, he, he's a slow and he's an unathletic player. But, like, Joe Hayden, Justin Houston, Terrell Suggs, they had poor, they had, they had bad combines and they wound up being superstars. So how much, how much should we really put into that? And how much should we put into, you know, the performance they're putting it out, putting out on games more recently. There's also, you know, there's uh there's DK Metcalf and the, the controversy surrounding him during the combine was, you know, he could, he, you know, he could bench press more than Khalil Mack and he ran a, he ran a 40 uh, faster than Brandon cooks. Who's, who's famously a very fast player. But he had a bad three cone drill, and that's why he's he he fell down to the second round, and he's he's turned out to be one of the better cornerbacks, uh, one of the be- sorry one of the better wide receivers, not only in that draft class but in the game. So so I I just don't put too much stock into the combine, and the more stars that we see coming out, uh, coming out who have bad who have bad combines, the more people are, who are going to start tuning out of it. To be honest, with with the combine, like yes, these these teams look for the players who they're gonna draft. But at the same time, I feel like the players they look towards and they like overthink it. They want to be the great players. We've seen players that come out through like round six, such as like Tom Brady, Antonio Brown. We've seen people come out of like f- like round five, round four in the draft or whatever. Like regarding like the combine performance and they want to probably be in the greatest players of all time. But with the combine, yes, you have to work your hard, but at the same time, I think NFL statistic people and like people that watch these players, they have to just see how great they are going to be. Like I know for, for a fact, they talk to them about what will you do in the NFL and this and that, like, are they immensely prepared for the job? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But combine is more physical stuff, isn't it? No is question. It no question. So it's, no you know, it's more so, you know, where you look at the, you look at the combine, you know, there's a lot, it's a lot, it's beyond physical, especially, you know, I, I'm as, as somebody who's been a, a an exercise enthusiast going to gyms and, <laughs> and going to D to uh, going to college, I used to use the varsity gym where, you know, all the players would use and the players tend to you know not put all the not do the exercises correctly they don't you know uh, they don't understand how uh proper gym etiquette and sometimes i have to remind them uh, remind myself they're in they're in college uh they're they're college athletes not for exercising or for their physical for their you know physical abilities it's for their athletic abilities so you know some some lacrosse player or baseball player may not be in college being an athlete because they they can bench press a lot or because they uh, they're fast or anything. It's because they're it's because they're good gifted athletes. And I think we need we need to look past that and maybe put a little bit less stock in the combine or maybe just do some do things different for the combine because I just don't think it's working. The only thing I have to say about the combine is. The purpose of the combine is to confirm what you saw on tape. If you do anything else with the combine, it can over make you overthink about certain players. And I've always appreciated that because that's how we got Orlando Brown Jr. in the first place. Orlando Brown famously had a poor combine performance, ran the 40-yard dash in basically six seconds, and he became a third-round pick for that. And now this is the same guy that's a three-time pro bowler. So I've always been appreciative of that. Right. So that's my point. Like you're like, it might be great for you as a Ravens fan. Cause you got a go, you, you got a great player, but you know, this, the, these combines are ruining these players stocks because you look at this thing and you know, like Tom Brady might've been able to go higher. Probably not. Cause he went, he fell and he fell far. He was one, he fell to one ninety nine. but th- yeah. there's a lot of players who could have, who could have been drafted higher and they could have been they could have been compensated a lot better for the the position they were they were put in. 
now God bless him for being able to overcome those odds and the and dipping so far in the draft. But it, it's the, the but the combine clearly isn't doing a, any service to these players, and it's get, and it's making play, other players be glorified for really no other reason than their physical abilities. The Nikhil Harrys or uh, I'm I'm blanking on the other guy. Um, on uh, I'm blanking I'm blank blanking on I'm I'm forgetting his name. Uh, he played for the Bengals. He was drafted by the Bengals, wide receiver. Just a few years ago, I'm I'm uh, John man, Ross. John Ross. He's famously known for having a great combine, but the only reason he was drafted high was because of the combine. I know. Yeah, he. I mean, yeah, he. He did. He was high up there, uh, ranking as a as a, a wide receiver prospect. But I think the only reason he went as high as he was was because of the combine. So you know, all these players are getting the spotlight who shouldn't, and these players who are getting removed from the spotlight should not be removed from the spotlight. So it, it it's something to it's something to look at. I don't know. I'm. I don't. I don't. I, I'm not a big believer in the combine. That's all. Um, but anyways, we're going to move on to our fan box. So we actually were discussing this earlier on in the show, discussing where Aaron Rodgers wanted to play, or where we, we think Aaron Rodgers should play. But now we want to know what you guys think. So coming up next, we're going to ask you where you believe Aaron Rodgers should go. And so don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Hill and Justin Tucker. So we've reached the end of our show. And so we have the fan box, and which is where we post a question box every Monday. And you can respond with, with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it on our show. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So the question of the week was, what team do you want Aaron Rodgers to play for in 2022? So Sarah Finnamore said no team, which could either mean that he should hold out or that he should go to uh, – she he, that he should retire. Either one – of, one of those is more logical than the other, which is obviously retirement. Because if you hold out, then you're losing a, another year at the tail end of your career. But retirement it doesn't sound so bad, and that's something he has been considering. So I would not, I would not um, rule that out. But going on, we have Robert Canedo, who said Packers. So he could stay with the team. What do you guys think? Option, but unlikely. I don't think I don't think he should, to be honest. As I said earlier, I it's a very bad idea. It's only going to get worse for for Aaron Rodgers on the Packers, and I don't I don't know if he wants to go through that at this point in his career. Indeed, why would he stay for a franchise that's just lost four NFC Championship games? Like I've said constantly to you guys, like why would you stay with that franchise? It, it's not even just that. It's just the fact that they're not that team is. Just go just in the short term. That team does not look like it's going trending in the right direction with the cap hit. Indeed. Um, so Ryan DeLongchamp said anywhere but the NFC North. So this kid's this kid is a Vikings fan, which is a little bit, you know. But what what if you wanted him at, to be a Viking? That's not that. It's a very good roster that the Vikings have. Wouldn't be a bad situation if they weren't so in love with Kirk Cousins. 
I never, I've never met, I've never met a team that was so okay with mediocrity until I met the Minnesota Vikings regarding oh Kirk Cousins. Oh my God, you can, this is disrespectful. Now you, I'm getting sick and tired of the the Kirk Cousins hate though. He is a top ten to fifteen quarterback in the league. He's not top ten. Yes, he is. He is not top yes, 10. He is. Maybe it's, I think top 15 is reasonable, but top 10 is – I said 10 on, to 15. Man. I believe he's in that range. Stop disrespecting the man. I don't – I just don't think he's that good. I don't. I think there are 10 quarterbacks better than him, at least 10. That's debatable for another day, but stop disrespecting him. He's not mediocre. He's actually pretty good. He He's all right as a passer statistically, but, I mean, under pressure, I've never seen somebody worse. I'm sorry. Yes, you, you just have. yes, yes, you have. You, you're just being hard on him. Well, I, I, for the for the statistics that he puts out, I think he should be better. Okay, um, you can say that a lot of, about a bunch of different quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, who we think is a top ten quarterback. Yeah, but Dak Prescott, he's Dak Prescott has been able to do a little bit more. I, I like. They Dak both Prescott. have one one in the playoffs. That doesn't. That's not much. Does. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins does have Dove. Yes, he does. He beat the the Saints at the Saints. All right. Um, the Bron uh Brian Mucker said the Broncos. So this is a popular one, and it's one that we were talking about earlier. But they have a they have a great wide re- they have a pre- not just wide receiving core they have a great pass catching core with Noah Fant added to the mix with Jerry Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton. Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, that whole that whole pass catching uh, corpse is dangerous. They have a great defense, good offensive line, uh, good a good wide receiver. Tan- oh, sorry, a good running back tandem. I I think that's a fit for them. I and I understand why it's a popular choice for Aaron Rodgers. And I wonder if there's a this is another thing. I wonder if people look at what Peyton did when Peyton Manning went there and they're thinking that Aaron Rodgers might follow in his footsteps. It could be something like that where people look at that and they're like, Hmm. But anyways, um, CJ Medeiros, who is our co-host in case you haven't guessed, he said, he's probably going to go to the Packers, but I hope Denver, I don't think he's, I don't, I don't know what's going to, I don't know. It's it's a possibility. I it's at a point where it's up in the air at this mm-hmm. point, but we'll see. Denver would be a nice a nice destination for him. Yeah. Uh, Tyson Tate said he pulls a Brett Favre but wins the Vikings a Super Bowl. So here's a Vikings fan who actually wants Aaron Rodgers is and isn't saying just get him out of the NFC North. We don't want to deal with him. He's not saying and he's not. I've had conversations with Tyson Tate. Uh, over over our po- our podcast page, he's he understand he gets it. He says I like Kirk Cousins, good guy, decent player, but he's not winning them a Super Bowl, and they need an upgrade there. He said he wants he would love Deshaun Watson, he would love Aaron Rodgers, both of which who are are better than Kirk Cousins. Okay. I'm just I'm sorry. That's just I'm not disagreeing, but the way you're talking about him, you make him sound like a scrub. That's he's all. Not I'm a saying. scrub. Mediocre mediocrity isn't scrub. Yes, so just, I'm not. I'm, it's, it's a level above it. <laughs> so basically, the person that prefers him, like with the Vikings, he basically wants another Green Bay quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Like, remember with Brett Favre in 2009 season when they went to the yep. NFC Championship game and they lost to the Saints because Brett Favre played ridiculous in that last couple minutes, but. You want another like Green Bay Packers to like take you to the big game and then lose? Like, come on, man! That, you don't really want deja vu again. Well, what, how do you know that they're going to lose? He said they're going to win the Super Bowl. Win, like they have a better roster this time around. Yeah, no question. Because you have Dalvin Cook, you have um, Jefferson, yeah. Jefferson, Thielen. Like, I could Thielen, like I could definitely see that. But like Vikings, no, I definitely really want to see Rodgers. With the Broncos, I'm gonna stick to my thing. But that is a great per- point the person made. So. If they weren't looking for an, op- if they weren't looking, if the Vikings weren't looking to stick with Kirk Cousins, I would have the Vikings at the top of my list as a candidate for Aaron Rodgers. But the problem is they're just so married to Kirk Cousins that they're not gonna, they're not gonna stick with it. But guys, do you have any other thoughts before we end the show here? 
The shirt finally came in, guys. The shirt finally came in. <laughs> I can now join the crew with the shirts. <laughs> Thank you, Welcome CJ. To- the Thanks, co-founder CJ. of the team has a T-shirt for our uh, for our uh, podcast. That's yeah, that, that's crazy. That the co-founder was the last person to get a shirt. That's crazy. <laughs> does does Jay Hill have one? I yeah, I, I got one. I got one before Justin. <laughs> oh yes. yeah, I forgot about that. And Nick Carlson got one before me. I want y'all to think about that. Actually, Sarah, my actually Sarah was looking at getting one as well. She wanted me to ask CJ. I'll talk to him after the show. But all right, guys. That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune into our uh, be sure to tune into us live Tuesdays at 7:30 on Twitter and Facebook through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Also be sure to follow our Instagram at fumblerooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.